Thanks so much for joining me on the road show, y'all. Today I have with me Nashville recording artist Lance Stinson. But before we get to our conversation, let's listen to his song, Tail Lats and Dust. <laughs> Breaking our backs so the boss could live high on the hog. Man, that ain't right. But you do what you gotta do just to pay that stack of bills off. Well, when Friday rolls around, we're gonna blow this town. When it hits five o'clock, grab all the girls who wanna have fun, fill the cooler full of cold ones. Yeah. joining me on the road show today lance oh it's an honor Erin. thank you so much for having me oh no problem i'm so glad we we're able to do this so how was oh, it absolutely. how was it growing up on uh, a farm in georgia well uh you know it it uh it's just kind of like nature to us i mean everybody you know i had this question asked a lot to me you know how how mm-hmm. was it growing up down south and and this and that and the other and to me it's just normal and uh you know, I've had different friends that come down or whatever it is from different parts of the country, and they were like, mm-hmm. man, this is so different and so cool. <laughs> and, and to me, it's just home, you know. Uh, yes. And it's it's just great. To, you know, I got four older brothers, and, and I got a lot of cousins and stuff, and we pretty much 
we all grew up together there and you know we run the farm and my mom and dad's got a barbecue place that they've had for 38 years and, oh wow you know, working wow. with them and 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 everything it's just you know it just builds uh good quality morals and, and values that, that i kind of take out on the road with me and my, mm-hmm. you know and and use them in my music career you know whether it's writing music or playing it live or, or right. and everything you know you know i've always learned that you know uh you get what you give, you know, so exactly. if you work hard at it, you know, you'll get, you'll get, you know, put 150% in, you'll get 150 out, you mm-hmm. know, so that's, you know, always my mindset, you know. Oh, that's awesome. So but how... it's great living down south. There's just so much to do, hunting and fishing and oh, wow, you know, yeah. raising hogs and selling hogs. And <laughs> it, 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 it was just, it, it was, it was hard work. You know, uh, my older brothers, you know, did a lot more than I did, you know, because right. they were older, but, you know. Um, they said I had it easy. I got two brothers that are 14 years older than me. Oh you know? gosh! So, uh, and I'm and I'm the baby, so you know how that Aww, goes. You know, yeah. They just whooped up on me all the time. <laughs> no, I've got some great brothers, and and I'm very proud of them and everything they've done with their lives too. Oh yeah, sounds like some good character building there. It is. It, it, it is. It's and it's just basically hard work. If mm-hmm. you want something, you're gonna have to work for it. You know, there's. There's no free ride, you know, and and, exactly. and and that's just some of the morals that I don't, I don't think a lot of kids, you know, I'm not saying all kids, but a lot of kids <laughs> don't really get that, you know. They're no, they don't. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, the people raise their kids how they want to, you know. But right. when they're not taught to have to earn anything, it's kind of you know what you expect when they get a little older. You mm-hmm. know? Exactly, I totally believe that. <laughs> you know, if, you know, like my first cell phone. If I wanted, I bought my first cell phone. If you oh, want wow. one, my dad said, either get you another job or save your money. Yeah. You know? it, it, that's just how it is. You know, and I got nephews and stuff now and nieces and, you know, eight years old with, a, with an iPhone. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. This just ain't even right. Uh, <laughs> no. Right. No. And I remember my first one was like one of those big brick phones, you know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's crazy. Paid like, I don't know. 80 cent a minute or something every time yeah. you use it. And I remember my first bill was like $300 and I didn't have a phone. Oh my long, God. So. <laughs> that is crazy, Lance. Yeah, I bet you cut yeah. back on the usage after that. Absolutely. Well, I didn't have one after that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out real quick that I couldn't afford it. And then I figured out why my mom and dad didn't buy me one. Yeah. You know, they didn't see the point of it anyway either. You know? Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah, because even on that one, you couldn't, like, text or anything, so... No, uh-uh. It was just calling. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, you didn't need that. <laughs> That's for sure. My dad says, boy, if you had to talk more in, in 15 minutes, just get in your truck and go see him. Right. Sense, you know? Oh, I like your dad. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I have a great family. I'm very... Very honored to be uh, to have some great parents and great brothers and sister-in-laws and, and everything. A really yeah. good close-knit family. So it makes my a dad, big difference. Mom just, uh, yeah, they just celebrated their 50th anniversary a month ago. So I'm oh, very uh, wow. very thrilled and, and proud of that we've kind of had a delayed party. We were doing a little something for them this weekend, and everybody's so busy with everyday everybody's lives and right. you know get caught up in things, but. You know, uh, you just don't hear about that. You know, fifty years of marriage. No, not anymore. And, uh, and how they, how, how my mom made it, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was outnumbered six to one the whole time. Oh so, gosh, you know, just... <laughs> yes, bless her heart. Oh my goodness. And that's for sure. But she's she's a lovely and beautiful woman. Oh, I bet she is. <laughs> she so is. how has um growing up and with that big of family and on the farm and stuff, how has that influenced your music? I think it has everything to do with my music. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 
and, and I mean, I would say everything, but it, I mean, because you know, uh, stuff that we write or, or songs that I pick from other writers, it has to work with what we're trying to do on the road. You know, I mean, it's, right. we're telling, we're storytellers. You of know, and, you know, whether you, I mean, we're not writing, you know, we're not reading books to you on stage. Right. But, you know, we're basically <laughs> telling you a story with every song, but mm-hmm. it's got to be something. You know, whether I'm writing it, it maybe something in my, when I was a kid growing up or. Even today, some crazy things me or my brothers or my nephews or my son or me or do, right. it influences my music. You know, I mean, I write about what I know. You know, I, mean, I don't know anything else to write about or sing about, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I've never worked on Wall Street, so I can write you a song about Wall Street. So, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. But I can write you something about dirt roads, hunting, and fishing. We can talk all day about them. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> that's what we want from you. That's exactly what we want, Lance. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I kind of think it shows my music. And, and, uh, and, and I mean, people start, I mean, obviously it's working. People are loving it. And, you know, it uh, gives us, our music's taking us to a lot of places that I never imagine we'd ever be at you know we always on the road traveling and playing all over the united states and everywhere playing and you know god's blessed me with a gift and not Mm -hmm. only me the guys on the road and the girls in the office and everybody that that works behind the scenes too you know it's uh it's it's just what we we're we're honored it gives us the coolest job in the world and and, yes uh, as long as the lights are home when i get home i'm good to go (laughs) well Uh, good so what were some of your uh, musical influences when you were young well, you know, there's it, it's kind of a wide range. When I was a, a kid, my dad and me used to fish a lot when I was young. I mean, I'm talking, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, and, yeah. and he had an old Ford truck and with an eight track player. I don't know if you know what an eight track oh, yes, player I is. Oh yes, I do. Anyway. My parents had one. <laughs> but it, you know, it was Don Williams, Merle Haggard, Waylon mm-hmm. Jennings. Uh, you know, all the greats, George Jones, uh, Keith Whitley, all those is that the old good countries, you know, the classic stuff is what my dad listed. That was it. I mean, you didn't change the station. Uh, right. That was just, if you were in the truck, that's what you listened to, you <laughs> know. And, and uh, then, you know, I had my older brothers, you know, like I said, the oldest ones were 14 years older than me. And then I got one that's nine years older and then one that's 18 months older. But anyway, we used to ride yeah. to school with them and there you go again. It's all the 80s hair bands. I mean, oh, I didn't gosh. have a choice, you know, and, uh, you know, and then, and I think that's kind of, I'm not saying my, my, my music's rock and roll or right. anything like that. I, I've had people come up to me, I thought you were a country music singer. I said, well, I am a country music singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, you know, my influence, I think is, is kind of what you hear is, you know, some of the 80s rock, right. maybe melodies or, or stuff like that mixed with the traditional sounding lyrics and and stuff like that i kind of feel like it you know that's why we call it kicking your teeth country (laughs) yeah i I like that term it kind of it's up in your face a little bit but we're also telling you a story you know at the same time but uh so i kind of feel like that's where my you know some of my biggest influences were but uh the person that actually made me want to be a live entertainer was garth brooks oh gosh i love Garth. garth yeah and i just i just knew then that that's what i wanted to do i wanted to entertain people live with my music and right. live and in person and you know it, and without him I'm, I'm i probably would have done it eventually but it kind of kicked me in my butt and said hey man it's time to do something and, right uh, it's time I and mean, i just always loved garth you know to me he's one of the the best there ever is and ever was you know what i mean so right yeah i agree i agree so was there a certain time when you were like okay this is what i'm gonna do like maybe with your first performance mm-hmm. in front of an audience or was it well, like one defining was, my, moment my first 
well, my first performance was when I was like eight years old at church. But, oh uh, Lord! <laughs> you know, and it was it was it was all because nobody else wanted to do the solo. Oh, really? I had really? never sung in front of people before, so I I, I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> so I did it, and uh, the the couple ladies there that in the you know the music part of our church and stuff right. kind of said, Hey, you sound pretty good. Let's you know. Would you come and let me, you know, let's learn a few more songs and you can sing them, you know, during church here, there, yeah. or wherever. So they played the piano and I learned a few more songs and kind of did that all right on up till, you know, I was, I think, 10 or 11 years old, 12 years old. And then we, I went to school with a couple of guys. One guy played guitar, one played bass guitar, one played drums. And we put us a band together at 14 years. I was 14. Oh my the guitar player was 14, and the only one that could legally drive was a drummer. I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, to our first gig and uh that's crazy you know we were just doing it for, for absolute fun right and, i mean whether we made any money or not i mean it was just we wanted to play for fun and you know the the school i went to the uh principal kind of had a liking for us and she said you can use the what we call the big room which is kind of our banquet room we had a big stage right. and stuff in it at the school and after hours we you know we could use it there to practice so that's what we did and we uh played a few gigs around <laughs> here and there and uh uh, Ty Hernan and Shelly Wright and George Dukas were coming through oh, wow. doing their little Walmart tour thing yes. or whatever. And uh, one of the ladies at Walmart in Hazers, which is the next town over from where I live, wanted us to come play. So, absolutely. Of course. You know, we thought we hit the big time. So we went off and played and had an absolute great time. And I guess that's kind of where it t- took off. And then we started getting some different fairs and festivals and few bars that wanted to book us and we were way too young but <laughs> we played them and uh you know and, and it kind of just grew from there and uh and after that i just you know realized that i wanted to do it and i went to nashville and cut some songs from demo work and and it just i kind of fell in love with the whole recording and writing right. thing at that point you know i'm talking you know 18 17 18 you know, 19 years old oh my gosh lance just always oh. been doing it and then i then i wound up getting married and having kids yes and, getting divorced oh <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah it, it, it happens just, uh, that just it made me who i am today you know what i mean right me, i mean it makes you stronger he makes you stronger anyway but uh yeah you know it's uh one of the things and, and i was in you know sold cars i was in the finance manager for a car business for nine and a half years and i played music on the weekend still and uh, i just realized after nine and a half years that if i wanted to do this you know, I had to make my mind up. I had to play music mm-hmm. or, or finance cars, and I wanted to play music. So, oh well, so thank goodness you made that choice. About eight years full time now. <laughs> so this is this is what I do. Yeah, and, and you're I, great I think at it's it. The best decision I've ever made. That's for sure. Well, good. Yeah, because your music's really good. I've really enjoyed it. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, I, I can't take all the credit. You know, just uh, well, no. Like we won the uh, Georgia Mail. Uh, vocalist of the year last year for Georgia. yes congratulations and, uh, i was going to ask you about that well, well thank you and and everybody's like you know congratulations you deserve it and i said well I mean, even when i accept the award i don't know if it if it's actually up online anymore or not but i said right. you know this is our award right and i meant that from you know from the guys that play with me on the road to the studio guys the guys i write with the girls that work in the office mm-hmm. helps promote stuff and also all the fans out there because I mean, it was basically fan-driven, voted, and oh, okay. uh, with, I mean, without the people that come out and support us, I mean, we would, we, I guess, we just play for ourselves. So it's, it's, I feel like it's our award; it's not mine. Maybe just my name's on it, yeah. and it's an honor. Don't get me wrong, but I can't take all the credit for everything that we do. Right. There's so many other people involved. Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they don't get the recognition sometimes they do. I try to, uh, especially when we play live, I always try to, you know, if one of the girls that, you know, either the booking agent or, you know, the PR girls or somebody's there, I always try to give them a little shout out and embarrass them. But, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of makes them feel good, you know, because they're a part of something that I think's really starting to really turn some wheels. And I think mm-hmm. we're really starting to go in the right direction. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I think you are. I think you are. So but what have I'm, been some of the challenges? I'm, I'm just I'm just a car. Everybody else is driving, so. <laughs> There you go. That's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges you've had to face since you've, like, started recording well, and everything? Well, there's a lot of challenges out there, and it's just, you know, trying to figure out the, the best way to overcome them. And, and uh, you know, the, the biggest hurdle is, is, you know, even I'm not saying it's completely over now because – by far and by no means we're not making a killing you know some people right. may think we are but uh, <laughs> and it's just always a, a financial thing is you know yes. when, you, when you you book a you know a tour or a two-week tour or a week tour you're out on the road with you know you may not do but three dates but you got six days involved by the time you count travel there and back mm-hmm. and and it's just a the biggest struggle i think is for everybody to be away from their families and, oh, and stuff imagine. like that the, the playing music you know is, we love to do that you know it's just that that time away from home and, and is I think would probably be one of the biggest struggles, uh, you know, cause everybody loves to be home with their family. Oh yeah. And, uh, but you know, like I said, it's an honor, you know, especially when we get to a show and, you know, we played Boston, Massachusetts the last few years and, and the last few years it's been completely, I mean, there's a line out the door trying to get in and, and, oh, you know, so cool. it wasn't like that the first time, first year we played, but the, the last few times, you know, it kind of built to that, Right. And, you know, once you get there and that struggle you fought through, you're like, man, my kids got baseball today and I'm oh. going to be there or my daughter, yes. you know, it, there's kind of sacrifices I think would be the biggest struggle. But once you get to a place and the fans are there and, and they let you, they show you how much they appreciate what you do and, you know, that kind of makes you feel good about what you're doing. Right. Has it been kind of a challenge you for good. you to balance being a father and being on the road and being a recording artist? It is always been. <laughs> it's constant. I have, uh, well, it's just where it boils down to, you know, I've got good family at home between my brothers right. and my mom and dad. And, you know, when I'm out on the road, he'll, he'll, he'll stay with them. And when I get back, I get him. And, you know, it, it's missing out on some of the things. It's, it's kind of hard. But then right. there again, you know, I'm kind of hoping I'm setting a good example, not only for him, but for other people, other kids that are out there seeing me, you know. Yeah. really pursuing what I really believe in and what I love. And maybe they'll do what they, you know, won't let anybody tell them, no, you can't do that. Your chances of doing that is like winning the lottery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who cares? You know, that's just like I tell everybody. I could, yeah, of course, we could find something to make more money doing. Right. But will we be happy? Right. Money ain't everything. No, not it's to me. not. No, me you know? either. <laughs> not to me. I mean, you do need it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's but necessary, but, it, yeah. You know. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, that, and and I think that's what's more important to me is I want to, uh, you know, when I leave this world one day, I want that I made a, a good impression on, you know, at least one person. You know, oh, you've there, made a good impression you know, on thousands, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, a, I'm always willing to help anybody. Yeah. Help, but you got to want it to start with. You know, that's why I tell everybody, they're like, you know, can you tell me what I need to do? And I'm like, do you, you've got to really, you got to make your mind up whether this is really what you want to do. Right over anything else in the world because it ain't easy i mean you're on the road all the time because you've got to beat the pavement i mean if you want because you're selling the product i mean you're selling mm-hmm. yourself you're selling your songs and i mean i hate to put it that way but that's the real term yeah i mean that's I mean, how it people, is you know 
it's a product and you got to get out and sell it. You can't right. sit at home on the couch and expect it to happen. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, no. So, it, you know, if this is what you want to do, you just got to do it. I mean, everybody's like, well, I need, I want to move to Nashville. That mm-hmm. ain't, hey, that's great. That's great. That's awesome. But let right. me ask you this question. Do you have a lot of money to, to pay your bills to live up there? <laughs> yes. Because don't get me wrong. I mean, I, like I've told people, I'm not trying to say it ain't going to happen. But the chances of you moving to Nashville in a week, getting a record deal, kind of tough. Yeah, that's kind of uh, hard to say that's going to happen. Right. You know? Uh, because, you know, I feel honored when people are like, oh, man, you're just such a great singer. Like, we won the award for the male mm-hmm. thing for Georgia. And, I, you know, and I'm like, you know, I can stand on my head and, and, uh, and you know, I know people can stand on their head and sing ten times better than me. <laughs> but, you know, they oh. just had, you know, the opportunity to be in front of the right people and, and do that. Because there's talented people everywhere. Oh, there you know? is, yeah. And uh, But I'm just honored that I have the talent that I have and I get to share it. Yeah, and that's such that, a blessing. That's what's important to me. That's what's important to me. Okay, so when you're writing your songs, Lance, um, how do you approach it? How do you approach your songwriting? Well, I, you know, people's asked me this before, and, and I've asked that same question to other guys. You know, people that I look up to, they're writers. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was young, when I was younger, even now I do sometimes. But uh, I don't really know if there's any approach. Usually, you know, if I see something or hear something, you know, in a movie or Right. You know, or hear somebody say something on the road or at the gas station that we're at or whatever. You know, I write it down or I put it in my phone or and, I, and then I go back and, you know, if, if it inspires me to want to write, that's that's kind of what I you know, had to have something, you know, a story. You know, yes. I, we're on the road all the time and people tell us stories all the time. And, you know, it's good to listen because you just don't never know what you might hear. You <laughs> that's know, true. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, so. uh yeah, but it, it's it's kind of hard to say. I mean, I, there's not really a certain thing that I do. Like here's step one, two, three, right. four. It's just kind of I get my guitar and I I strum on a little bit with the idea that I have, and <laughs> you know it just kind of goes from there. Yeah. You know, and it ain't all perfect. You know, I remember <laughs> one of the first times I ever met a really good songwriter, and, and I, I was like, you know, young. I was I don't know, seventeen, eighteen years old. I'm like, mm-hmm. how do you do it? How do you write this? And he says, he said you'll write a hundred dogs, as we call them. To right. get one good one. <laughs> you got to write a hundred bad ones sometimes to get one good one. Yes. You know, they're not all winners, you know. No, but, but uh, just going through that creative process. <laughs> yeah. Going through that creative process yeah. just helps you build and get yeah. to that winner, you it know. Does. It does. And it just really depends on, you know, the mood and stuff like that. Right. The environment has a lot to do with it, too. It's, you know, to me, it does. I mean, there's, you know, sometimes... I, it's depending on what kind of song I'm wanting to write. I mean, there, you know, because I love when I'm at home, but I, you know, I don't have a full porch around my house, but it's about three quarters, and I like to sit on the porch and oh yeah, and, and write right there. You know, <laughs> That's awesome. By myself, you know. Yes. You know, uh, but I have wrote some of my best stuff in a hotel room, so you know, who knows? <laughs> right, right. So, do you pull any of these songs from personal experience, though? Well, you know, uh, "Turn Off, Turn Up" was uh, is is one that I collaborated with. Uh, friend of mine back home in Georgia and right. uh, I kind of had you know an idea of what kind of what I wanted to do and and uh he he was actually on a show with me and we had a little bit of time I said here I'm gonna book us in a separate room and let's go write this song so I gave him the key and I said I'll be right there <laughs> by the time I got to the room I think he had like half the song wrote and I'm oh, like well. hold on man we want to write this together he said well I went off what you told me blah 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 so yeah. we sat down for you know that was probably one of the quickest songs I was ever a part of Oh of, my gosh! Uh, really? Of writing, and uh, out of all of them, and uh, 
people ask me to go produce the record with me, he's like, man, did you realize uh, how many lyrics you put in this song and how fast it is? I mean, can you do all that? I'm like, I really didn't think about it that way. But, yeah, but you, know, you pull it off. Uh, yeah, you do good. It it, uh, it it does have a lot of lyrics. Yes, but, it you does. Know, it just tells a story, you know, at the time with, uh, you know, both me and him both had dated as what we call city girls because we're both <laughs> in the sticks. Yes. And, uh, and he was like, here's what my experience was and here's what mine was. And mm-hmm. and, and we just kind of collaborated and put it together and bam, there it went. You know, it uh, and to me, it's one of the cooler songs that I've written in a long time. But, yeah, uh, it is really good. It turned you know. out well. Now mm-hmm. he he had kind of worked on some stuff and 
uh, and uh, and I kind of you know fell in there with him and we kind of put some stuff together it's just cool to collaborate because when you know he may say you know like turn off turn up or whatever to him he might think this and I might think this right kind of put it together there and it kind of works and I think it's really cool when you it's, it's kind of like it's always good to have an extra set of eyes on something you know oh yeah uh, that's what we call it you know an extra set of ears never hurt you know? <laughs> and uh and believe me it doesn't you know i have written you know songs where there's four writers on the thing and and i think that's really cool because you get to collaborate and everybody has their own vision yes you know, of, of different things you know and their takes on it right and which is cool when you have all of those creative people and minds coming together to create one you know oh lord I, yeah. sometimes i feel <laughs> i feel like i'm the smallest person in the world oh, in stop. There. some of these guys that I've, been, <laughs> I've been honored to write with it, it's you know I've been very fortunate to write with some guys that wrote some huge hits. And, yes. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, I get in there, I'm a little bit starstruck the first time I'll never forget. <laughs> I met Shane Miner, and, uh, you know, he wrote a bunch of hits for people back right. in the day. And, you know, I just always kind of looked at all at him, and I think he's probably one of the most down-to-earth people I've ever met in my life. You know? Oh, yeah, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, he's a really cool cat. But uh, I've just always been real fortunate, the ones I've written with. Galen Griffin's another, you know person i love you know he, he wrote some stuff with luke bryan and, mm-hmm. and he wrote some stuff with play walker and joe dippy i mean and uh but he's just straight country as a corn cob <laughs> that's, that's why <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but i love that him, is though. something he's i've never heard guy. i've never heard that saying <laughs> great right oh lord i could tell you plenty of those but oh, probably can't put it on the air <laughs> yeah oh hey we don't care <laughs> oh that's too funny though i'm gonna have to remember that and i'm from arkansas you think i would have heard it but I haven't. Well, you know, I, you know, I, and, and I made the mis- mistake as you're talking about being from Arkansas. Yeah. I don't know. Probably right when I first started my Facebook, because I was a MySpace guy, and I was oh never going to leave MySpace for years. And I was Seriously? Like, the oh. Facebook thing. Oh yeah. Because I, I'm like, I just finally got this this MySpace thing like down pad, and yeah. I work all of it. And, I've got all these people on here that's following me now, blah, blah, blah. And I'm oh. like, I want to start a whole another one over. Right. So I got to the point where I had to. Yes. Because yep. <laughs> everybody was on Facebook Everyone. instead of MySpace anymore, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, it, it's uh, but I made a mistake on there saying, you know, you know about how South Georgia, all us are country, all the country people, and, you know, blah, blah, live down in the South and rednecks. And, right. And this one guy from California sent me a picture of him wearing his John Deere hat and his dirty pants and all this. Oh, There's funny. rednecks everywhere. Oh, my God. That's true, so, though. Yeah. And believe me, over over my last six, seven years of on the road, I have met a lot of really good <laughs> people. I'm not going to call them all rednecks. Right. I'm not a redneck either. I'm just country. Yeah. But there is a lot of really cool people all over the country. There really are, you yeah. Know, really, really cool people. <laughs> okay, speaking of your social media, where all can everybody find you? Yeah. Well, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, uh, we're on uh, Reverb Nation, Twitter, uh, LanceStenson.net, yeah. Bands in Town, and I think that's about it. I think I've covered it all. And I'm not on Snapchat. Everybody keeps wanting me to do Snapchat. Oh, gosh. And I'm yeah. like, my son, and they all hit my nephews and nieces, they're like, you need, Uncle Lance, you need to do Snapchat. <laughs> and I'm like, I've already got like six social media pages to with. Right. I, I don't do it all. I do have help with some of those. Right. But so anyway, that's good. And I'm like, I just don't have. I'm. I just don't see the point of Snapchat. I, don't I may either. be wrong. <laughs> I said the same thing about Facebook. So, 
forgive me. I may be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have but Snapchat, right but now, I don't really I don't need another social media site. Yeah, I no. I don't even know how to use it either, but I try. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you know, Twitter was like that to start with with me. You know, I had went from MySpace to Facebook and then Twitter. And uh, it took me a while because hashtag was a pound sign for me. <laughs> yes. You know, for the longest time. I'm like, they're like, hashtag. I'm like, that is a pound sign. Right. pound on your phone. Pound. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> so, but it, but I love all my, all my, you know, I have a lot of people that's on my, Twitter is actually probably one biggest. I think it was 80 something thousand. Right. On my, on my Twitter, which is awesome, and thank all eighty something thousand of you for following us. We do appreciate it. Yeah, that's and, incredible. You know, my Facebook fans too. I, I really love it too. But uh, it's just uh, I love the interaction that we get to do. You know, if you right. send me a message, I will answer you back, and I always make sure I do that. You know, if if you take the time out to send a message and ask me something, you deserve my answer. You know what I mean? Yes. That's just the the way I my outlook on my approach to social media. Right, which is really cool. That's really good because a lot of people don't do that. Well, no. I mean, uh, I was about to tell you a story that I don't need to tell you. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you'll have to tell me later then. I'll tell you anyway. I'll tell you anyway. I was up at CRS last year, and I got to go to uh, an artist, his kind of question and answer kind of thing for all the radio stations and i'm saying there's like 600 different radio people in here in this room and right i'm just at all because it's one of the people that i looked up to you know in the music business yes. for the last 10 years and i'm and the lady got up and said uh thank you for answering us back on twitter this morning we didn't think you would blah 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 uh do, could you tell me do you answer all your messages and oh, he's like hmm and i was really i was like he is caught up he is story yes. but he come clean and he said you know what i do have help doing it but i try to get to it when i can yeah and i was like you know what i love that answer at least right. you didn't tell a story because don't get me wrong my 80 something thousand on twitter is so hard for me to keep it with i can't oh imagine gosh, if you yeah. had several million like right. this, this person does there's there's just no way you can answer all those back in one day or you know, oh, and Lord, stay on no. top of it. it's hard for hard to do yeah that'd be really hard it would be but i was really i had a I, I always respected this person, but I I found a whole different perspective of respect for him. Yeah. Uh, when he answered the question the way he did. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But social media is is so cool. I mean, it just I wish I'm like, how do we do this? Fifteen years ago, when we were playing right. music and playing bands, you know, what I mean, how do we do it without it? You know, you know, just like how do we live without cell phones? When oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's hard to even imagine uh, now, but. I don't know. I, 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 look, I thought back and I'm thinking, okay, I know I had my first phone when I was a junior in high school until I had my $300-something phone bill come in. <laughs> yes. But I'm, I was like, when did I get my first cell phone that wasn't so expensive? I can't remember. You know, yeah. I always I keep thinking back on it. But, you know, well, I don't know what we'd do without it. I mean, there's so many tools out there. That's why I try to tell a lot of people that come up and ask me, you know, my right. son wants to do this or my daughter wants to do this. And I'm like, it's all about building a fan base. I mean, because if you don't have exactly. people that are out there supporting you that want to hear your music and wants to buy your music or your T-shirts or hats or tickets or come to your shows, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you're kind of like beating yourself in the head. You yeah. know, it'd be like it'd be like Walmart having a whole big store full of stuff, and <laughs> but nobody knows anything about it. Right. No one I mean, knows what it point? is. You know what I mean? So. Oh, exactly. You have to look at it that way. 
Yeah, you, you know. do. It's a great way to so look at it. It's all it's all about being, you know, staying in touch with your fan base and building it, you know, and building it off of your fan base. I mean, I've got I've got Twitter fans that, you know, I've, that have helped me reach so many different people out there in the world that, you know, share my music with people to get right. people interested in me, and then they're and then it, it's kind of like a it kind of rolls off of this one to the next one, you know, that yeah. domino effect. Exactly. Know? And it just builds on itself, and and. and and I have some people out there, some fans that work probably harder than we do, you know, mm-hmm. on the marketing thing and the side of it. And we do appreciate what they do, and we love them. Oh, wow, yeah. That's for sure for it. Well, it helps yeah. that, you know, you're an awesome artist and have great music, so that kind of helps promote well, thank on you. its own, too. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, I, you know, I always looked at it this way. If, if, if we do the best we can at it and we believe in what we do and we give them 150%, Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we'll get 150% back from them. Yes. So, you know, we're going to give them all we got, and we just all we ask for in return is just to show us a little love. And that's right. It. And everybody does. We, we're overrun with love, for sure, from our fan base. <laughs> okay, so, Lance, when you're out on tour and stuff, um, do you have any certain, um, like, a ritual or anything you do before you go out <laughs> on stage? <laughs> I well, take that as a yes. At times, <laughs> it just depends. There's there's lots of times where we do a lot of our meet and greets, you know, right before the show. Yeah. There's lots of times we do it after the show, and but if we do it after the show, normally what I like to do is, you know, there's different times I'm in different moods, but uh, Justin Moore. I mean, I love to just crank it up as loud as I can, or Brantley yeah. Gilbert. You know, I, I was on the road with Brantley. Brantley's another Georgia boy, brother, yes. brethren uh, of mine that I really love and. You know, I just kind of get myself in that mindset. Or it might be ACDC or Bon Jovi oh, or Metallica, wow. like Def Leppard. I don't know. Just call awesome. kind of mood to me. And I always yeah. love to 15 minutes before, if I have time to do that, or if not, you know, we do our meet and greet and we just get our thing and go. I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, everybody's like, a, you know, that cliche of musicians are all, you know, drug addicts or whatever. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. I've never, never done any kind of drug. Right. And I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody by any means. Well, of course. But yeah. I just never... I never needed to, you know, right before I go on stage, I get, you know, the music makes me, uh, I, I, I never needed anything to, to get me there. Yeah, that's great. I do, uh, I do like a sip of Jack Daniels whiskey every once in a while. Hey, there you go. There you go. That's it. You know, and I'm not down on anybody. You know, I'm not, not saying anything bad about anybody. Yeah. You know, but it just well, never no. has been my thing, you know. Right. It never has been my thing. Okay, well, speaking of whiskey... So listen, kids, if I don't do it, you don't have to do it. Exactly. Don't do it. <laughs> speaking of whiskey, Lance, what influenced that um, your song, Whiskey? Well, you know, I didn't write that song. Did you know I was like the Lord I had of, but uh, I had been friends with Craig Campbell, which is also another Georgia boy. He's a... Yes. He's, me and him grew up about 26 miles from each other uh, as kids, and we played a lot of the same clubs, and we used a lot of the same musicians back when we were younger in Georgia, just playing in Georgia. And uh, he, I had heard this. He married Mindy, Mindy Campbell, was Mindy mm-hmm. Ellis at the time, was his girlfriend. And Rick Tiger is a big songwriter in Nashville. They had wrote the song. And I'd heard Mindy and Craig, they were used to do the little thing in Nashville together. And I heard them sing it one night. And I was getting ready to do the new record. And I was like, you know, I wonder if that song's still available. Because, you know, I was working on my first EP. I didn't, it, it got kicked right. out a few times because, uh-huh. you know, different reasons more songs and different songs everybody had a different opinion but i always come back to that song because when we, we played it live even before i recorded it and people just loved it because it's such a relatable song i mean I, 
I think that's what one thing I fell in love with it, you know, because I'd been there, I'd been divorced and, you know, this yeah. and that and the other. I can relate to the song, but, uh, right. So anyway, I, we, I talked to Rick and, 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 and Mindy and everybody, and they were just like all out for us to, to cut the song. And I'm, you know, I'm just was very fortunate enough to be able to get that song and put it on a record. And, uh, yeah, I guess and, the reason uh, I've I was... had lots and lots of people on the road, like, you know, I love that song. Right. Thank you so much for singing it and recording it and then, or writing it. A lot of people say write it, and I have to say, no, I wish I had wrote it, but Mindy Ellis and Rick Tyler <laughs> wrote that song, and, you know, which is Mindy Campbell is who she is now is Craig yeah. Campbell's wife. Well, I guess because yeah. you feel the song when you're singing it, I mean, you can tell. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're living the song, you know? I, I don't know. know. Yeah, and, I, and, it, and, um, and that's why I love the song. Yeah. You know, that's why I love it. You know, because I can relate to it. It's relatable music, and that's right. And that when, comes you know, across when I'm trying in your... to write something. I'm, I, I'm, I always try to say, okay, you know, I, I can, if I can relate to it, I feel like most of my fan base exactly. can relate to it too. You know, oh yeah, because uh, I like to sing about real stuff. Looking at myself, looking at myself in the mirror When the bartender poured me one more shot of whiskey And said, man, I'll just leave this right here He set the bottle down, but it was running out
even turn off turn up you know a lot right. of people think it's just you know it is a fun song don't get yes. me wrong but it's a story two different stories mixed into one that we're trying to tell you i mean and, and, right. and people relate to it because i've been there and done part of that song myself so <laughs> kind of it feels good you know it feels good to do it oh yeah okay speaking of songs you've done what about hold my beer does that <laughs> hold my beer is another one that i didn't write but i love the song yeah. Fell in love the song a long, long time ago. Luke Bryan and Galen Griffin wrote that song. Oh wow! And it, it was one of those songs that uh, that Luke couldn't put on his record, right? For who knows what reasons why. But anyway, because he had such great music to pick from, he had this number one hits galore. But anyway, uh, probably eleven years ago, I guess eleven years ago, I heard the demo of that song, Galen Griffin. Uh, singing the demo and yeah. I just fell in love with the song and, and I thought it would work so well with what we're doing what we were trying to do at the time you know right. a couple of years later after I heard it the first time and uh and we were right absolutely everywhere we go from California to Maine there are people that love that song because <laughs> everybody I believe has has either said those words or heard those yes. words in their lifetime oh yeah Hold especially here in the south <laughs> You know, all over the country. Yes. It, it blew my mind when we were in San Diego, California, last year doing a show in this really nice gated community for their little, you know, once-a-year festival. And people are singing the song to us. And I'm no like, way. holy cow, dude, are you sure we were in California? Because I didn't really pay attention to where the plane dropped us off at. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But it That's blew my crazy. mind. I mean, like I said, from California to Maine, everywhere we go, people can relate to that song. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's why the song has done, it did so well for us. And it's still doing well. Everywhere we go, people want to hear it. You know, they want to buy a copy of it. I mean, oh it's just, it's, uh, it's one of those things that people just love. So you you know, would, would you call it the fan anthem, favorite? what they call it here in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, that was kind of what it was branded as when we were, you know, when that record first came out, you know, seven and a half eight years ago yes and, uh, and everybody's like you know that's our that's our south georgia redneck anthem <laughs> and i heard it all the time and i'm like hey awesome call it what you want you know oh that and is everybody, awesome you know, everybody still calls it hold my beer but you know the title to the song is watch this oh you know? okay yeah but but the title just <laughs> never stuck so we right. always put hold my beer and watch this yeah on the on for the you know on the, on the cover of the record and everything Oh uh, yeah, it is a fun song though. I really enjoy it. It is a it's a fun song and people love it. And it's it's awesome to see people singing that song every time we play in different spots and different places over the country. Yeah. And uh but it it really blew my mind up in, in California. People actually knew that song and were singing <laughs> to it for us. You know, yeah, that I had to make like, you feel good. Away. Well it did, you know, and I was thinking, you know, because, you know, they were super nice to us, but you know, it was one of the few gigs that we all get to fly on a plane to the gig and then fly back on a plane. <laughs> and it's uh, much better than riding down the highway. Oh, I you bet. don't get to see a lot of the lot of the, the beautiful country either. Though, yeah. But other than that, it's uh, uh but it was uh, it was it 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 blew me. Uh, it, it caught me off surprise. I'll give yeah. them that. Caught me off caught me off surprise. <laughs> so if you had to choose one song of yours that um. Mm -hmm was like really special to you what would it be mm -hmm. well there's tons of songs there's uh there's one called the future that i didn't write but uh shane minor wrote yeah uh, and uh i think it's one of the greatest story songs 
sense in color to me. Uh, right. You know, it's not one of my most popular songs that I ever recorded, but, you know, just, you know, it's a story of this guy's uncle telling him, you know, about the good old days and how the future's not what it used to be. That's basically what the song right. was talking about. Yeah. You know, uh, that one's really cool. Uh, there was one that uh, I was telling you about that uh, another Georgia boy that's a songwriter living in Nashville now. Lee Tucker had, had kind of written, and uh, me and Rick Tiger got together and we all kind of rewrote it and kind of made it fit a little bit more better for me. But the song called Relentless, is, which would be on my new record, oh, uh, okay. that song is really special to me. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, originally the song wasn't written the way, I mean, it was pretty much written the way it was written, but we kind of changed the storyline yes. a little bit in the second, the second verse and all. It's, uh, you know, and it was one of those where I had heard, you know, a story, you know, where we were doing the show and, uh, this guy come up and says, man, thank you so much for, you know, because I always, when I play a show, I always try to uh, salute our men and women, you know, and, right. and give them, you know, all the shout outs. And I support them 100,000%, you know, and I always let people know, you know, not to forget them and not forget their families. But yeah. this guy, his wife was in, was in, uh, was in Iraq. Uh, and he was just kind of telling me the story and how he lost her in Iraq. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, and his love was rel was relentless. He loved her forever. Oh, it would never yeah. change. And I'm like, you know what? Let me put that in my phone before I forget. <laughs> yeah. And so, I guess that would kind of make th that probably one of the most special songs, meaningful songs that uh, I was ever part of writing. I didn't write the whole song, but uh, you know, I was just glad to be a part of that song to put that part of the story. It never really comes out and says. You know, he lost her in Iraq, right. but it's basically what we're talking about is him losing her. Right. And, uh, but you could, it, we left it open so you could take it where, you know, she lost him or, you know, where Interpreted it could be however, and right. on the military side and everything. But, uh, I always thought it was really cool and I, I was an honor for me to actually even hear him tell me the story. Yeah. Much less put it in a song that I get to sing about. And, uh, you know, but that's a special song to me, you know, uh, and a lot of people have, would play it live. A lot of people love that song too. And uh, it's going to be one that's going to be on the new record, hopefully, really soon. We're uh, we yeah. Tell me I'm about that. I've been in here now. We're, I've been in here now working on some stuff, trying to. Uh, knit, I'm just a. They call me a nitpicker. They're like, <laughs> if anybody needs a record deal, you need a record deal with somebody to tell you oh. when you got to get done with something. Oh my god! But being I'm independent, my pro two producers I've been working with for two years. Yes. They're like, man, we got. We could have done finish this record six months ago. And I'm like, it's not ready. There's just something. I'm, I'm happy. It, it's right. not where I want it to be at. And everybody's like, you know, other radio DJs and all. They're like, man, you got to finish that record. Yeah. I'm like, this is my thing. Exactly. And, and sure, I could probably put it out six months ago, <laughs> and it'd been fine. Right. But I feel like if I'm going to charge, whether it's five dollars or twenty dollars, whatever. Mm -hmm. When you buy this record, because you know. I, I call all majority of my fan base that's going to buy my record that support us are hardworking, you know, people right. that if they're going to be willing to, to spend 10 bucks to buy my record, I want it to be them to get $10. I want to, I want them to get $20 worth of music right. for their $10 out of my record. I want it to be, I want to leave nothing on the table. Leave. I want them to give the best music and the best record that I can make for them to buy for their $10 because they deserve the best from me and the guys. Mm -hmm. So when I tell my producers that, they're like, okay, whatever. Okay, <laughs> okay I understand. Okay. I understand. Yes. And it kind of makes it hard for them to argue with me. But yes, there's sometimes a, 
I have to get kicked in the butt like Colonel <laughs> Turn Up. I think we re remixed that song seven or eight times. Oh and, gosh. Uh, and, and and you know, and what's sad about it is we wind up doing the third mix. Oh, did you? The final mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Lance. <laughs> but I mean, my thing is, is I know it's not going to be completely perfect, but I want it to be as close as to perfect close, as yeah. it can be. Because I feel like the people that are going to buy my record that are looking forward to my record coming out mm-hmm. are going to be blown away because I think that just that little bit extra time we spend on it is going to make it just that much, a little bit better. Oh, yeah, it's going to make the David difference. deserves to hear out of the record. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with nitpicking and making sure you get it right. <laughs> I'm the exact well, same way. sometimes <laughs> I get a little overboard. You I mean, just like yeah. I said, we wind up going back to the third mix. Right. We already had like seven or eight mixes, but we went back to the third mix and used it. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it's just, uh, I, it's just, I it's love part getting of the process. creative. I know. Right. I know uh, my fiance. She was like, "I want to go because all we had to do was we were just doing mixes and overdubs and redoing yeah. pieces of the vocals for some of the new record." And I'm like, "Okay, there's not going to be a band playing. It's just going to be us mixing and editing and and, and <laughs> you know transforming the music to the end process." Right. She's like, well, "How long are we going to be there?" I'm like, "Could be there an hour. We could be there ten hours. I don't yeah. know. It just d- depends." Well, it was her first and last time going to the studio with me. Oh, <laughs> I think we were there for like nine and a half hours. Like, never again. Never again. Oh. And I'm like, I tried to tell you that it wasn't, yeah. you know, it, to me, I love it because I'm right. in the middle of it. But if you have, I mean, I can understand like if you're sitting on the couch like she was and just sitting there watching, <laughs> it would get kind of boring after a while, you know, after yeah. a while. So I have, you had a lot of support with your music and everything from your family and friends? I have my family and my friends have been the biggest supporters. If it, it, to be honest with you, between the, my friends and family, I would never even got close to where I'm at today. I mean, cause, yeah. you know, it 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 uh, it's it's one of those things where it takes a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to go in it. And oh, I absolutely. I have a lot of good friends and my family that have always supported me. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning and and even to this day, I mean, I still have friends that you know come out and. You know, help us do this or do that and support us what we need to do and uh you know whether it's our transportation needs i mean we get, we've just been real fortunate to have a couple you know i made a couple friends that are big car lot on car dealerships and right you know it, it's uh really nice to have them help us with our travel and that always helps out in the, the bottom end of the budget you know yes and uh, it's just good and the good lord has blessed us to have good friends like that that's for sure. Whether they've got money or not, it has nothing to do with it. You right. Know, just, just having that support system. More, mm-hmm. than, more than anything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay, so where all can everybody find your music at, Lance? Well, you know, you can go to Reverb Nation uh, on my Reverb Nation or my bands in town. Uh, some of my old record is on uh, on iTunes. Uh, the new stuff isn't actually on iTunes yet. We're not going to release any of that. Okay. Until a little bit later on, right before the whole record comes out, we'll release some of the stuff to iTunes. But uh, you can find some of the stuff on Spotify for my old record. But if you want to hear any of my music, the best place to go is either to my Reverb Nation or my LanceStenson.net. You can right, find cool. anything you want on there. 
that's the easiest thing. <laughs> or YouTube. It, it's all over YouTube. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> all over YouTube. Yeah, so. and some cool performances of you on but there, too. There's a few on there that yeah. I wish I could get taken off. Oh, God. But anyway, <laughs> we will get into that. <laughs> okay, you'll have to tell no, me which ones so I can watch it before they're you take all, them off. <laughs> they're all good. No, I don't have any control over them because, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where, yeah. you know, and, I, and I'm honored. I'm just kidding about taking it off of there. But, you know, fans want a video <laughs> you and so put funny. you up on their YouTube thing. And that's all. That's awesome. I'm just kidding. I was just joking yeah. about taking it off. I guess that's something you I don't know, even think about is people doing stuff like that, like putting up or, you know, posting oh, yeah. things that you don't even know oh, are yeah. out there sometimes, you know. Well, that's true. Yeah. I, that's true. And uh, I've had to learn uh, over the last few years to – to watch what I say. Right. And, uh, sometimes I, I don't I don't remember not to watch what I say. Yeah. You know, uh, and I don't say I don't say anything bad. I just well, tell no, the truth but exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I and I think I'm a nice person. I'm a nice guy. I try to do the right thing. Right. But believe me, I want I want people to do me the same way. If I'm if if I'm doing something wrong, please be the first to tell me because mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you. I can promise right. you that. I'm just honest. Oh, that's I mean, awesome. That's just the way I was raised. Yes. You don't beat around the bush. You just tell the truth. Honest country boy. It. Yeah. And be done with it. I mean, because <laughs> it, 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 all you're going to do is bog yourself down in a bunch of lies, so what's the point? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, just be honest. Because that's all about my music. That's why I say it's relatable and it's honest mm -hmm. music. You know? Um, and, you know, it's just, like I said, it's an honor to do what we do. And just like you, you taking your time out of your day to put us on your, on your <laughs> station, and we do appreciate that, too. Oh. Okay, so before we leave, what is one thing, okay. I always ask this, uh, that your fans mm -hmm. may not know about you, like some kind of quirk or something I, weird? I don't have any quirks. You know, people ask me this oh, question a few on, times. You, maybe you should ask my fiance. I, I don't <laughs> oh, know yeah, I'm sure I she could come quirks. up with something. I'm sure she could tell me a few, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've heard of that snore, but I've never heard myself do it. But uh, well, you're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> There's my dry sense of humor. <laughs> I don't oh. really think I have any quirks. I mean, I um, I don't know. I like riding a pickup truck over a car. <laughs> I don't know if that's really a quirk. Oh uh, gosh. I I don't know. I know that's my fiance so is she she has a, a really really nice Honda car. Yeah. But I feel like I'm riding in a golf, a go-kart. Yes. You know, compared to my truck. I just heat brother ride my truck. You can't be a like, truck. 10 miles to the gallon better. I said, I don't care. I'll pay the 10 miles a gallon difference. Exactly, yeah. I just like my pickup truck. You I know, agree. I don't have any quirks. Huh? Oh, I yeah. I think I do. I don't think I do. Well, that's everyone does. I don't know. Maybe get maybe get my fans to or my, yeah. or just anybody listening to say, <laughs> do you have any quirks? Yeah. And I'm like, because I, I don't know. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I just always try to do the best I can and and uh, right. help anyone in need. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you never know what to, one day that she may be on your foot. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you never know. Never know. That's absolutely right. As far as I know, I don't have any quirks, but I'm sure I do. I'm sure <laughs> just asking the wrong person. <laughs> oh gosh, that's too funny. <laughs> Well, it I is... am a stickler about being on time. I can tell you that. Are you? I'm. A, I'm all about if you're supposed to be there at nine, be there at eight thirty. Oh gosh, you need to so. wear off on me then, because I am not that way. <laughs> <laughs> and it drives some of my guys in the band crazy. 
You yeah. know, supposed to be there at 10 o'clock, and I'm like, I tell them <laughs> 9 because I love them to death, but some of them will be late to their own funeral. Yeah, that's me. Sure. That's me. <laughs> I, won't, I won't name any names, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, but I love. Them. But I, my, it just, it's another one of those things where I, that's how I was raised. You know? Right. I, I remember all the time. My dad would have a doctor's appointment, or he'd have an eye appointment, a dentist appointment, or whatever, and it'd be eight o'clock, and we'd be there at seven thirty, waiting on them to open the doors up. I mean, yeah. just, you know, if, my dad's always said if you, <laughs> if you had to get in a hurry, you should have left earlier. So right. that's just kind of what he instilled <laughs> in us. So that's why I always just try to carry over, you know. Yeah, uh, that's and right. I, and I have to say, I think my son's the same way. You know, oh, I mean, good. There's a lot of times he just started, he just started college a couple of weeks ago, and we had to move in his dorm. You know that that Saturday before. Yeah. And uh, he was like, Dad, you know, it opens up at, at eight o'clock, so let's get there about seven fifteen, <laughs> seven thirty. And I'm like, that's, that that sounds just like me. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I just hope. I hope those values uh, carry on through him when he has time to be at class, too. Though. There you go. Yes, so, that would be good. Because <laughs> I, I didn't realize college was as expensive as it is. Oh, but it I'm, is. I'm, I'm, I am very proud of him, and it doesn't matter what it costs as long as he wants to further his education. As yeah. long as he's going to be serious about it, yeah. I'll help. I'll pay for whatever we need to do. Yeah, it's That's important. Mm, it is. Very, and I'm very <laughs> proud of him. Oh, I bet very, you very are. Very, proud of him. Yeah. Yep. Well, it has been so you great. Sometimes because I get on to him, but I'm still proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to get on to him though. That's just part of being a parent. Well, I just I don't <laughs> I don't say I'm getting on to him, but I just kind of everybody's like you're riding. Him. I'm like I just want to make sure he understands and don't exactly. forget this is what he's got to get done and get it done. <laughs> and this is I, I, I'm all about that. I like to make myself a list. Like if I'm doing something, here's what I got to do from here to here, here to here, here to here. Right. You know, and I don't know. Maybe that's a quirk. I don't know. Hey, it could be. I'd like to have a, that might qualify. I have to have like an itinerary, I guess. Sometimes, yeah. I, I just like to know what I got to do that day. You right, know? you gotta be organized. And uh, but then when I, that, that's one thing I love when I get home, because then I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> you can relax. And I can I can sit on my porch and watch the sun come up or go down. <laughs> you know, and right, and not see another soul for two hours. You know, and I just I just you know it's one of those things. You know, no matter where I'm all I lay my head at. Yeah. I'll always be from South Georgia and proud to be. Proud to be from here. As you should be. Very proud. Yeah. I am. I am. <laughs> a lot of good people there. Yeah. So what do you do in your downtime? You know, I'm either, you know, just like today I'm writing or listening back to stuff that we're recording or, you know, for God's sakes, uh, my, here lately my off time has been uh, fixing people's cars for them some friends oh, really? family of mine and uh which i volunteered yeah. i can't say nothing i'm just you know that's so sweet you know, of you I, i'm no mechanic but i can fix brakes and change oil in a car you know right. what i mean uh and it's uh there's no sense in going in i may not need to say that because there may i know i got a lot of <laughs> fan base mechanics but yeah uh, when you can't afford it sometimes exactly. you just have to help people and i can help them if i can help you i will help oh that is awesome of ways i was raised Right. Now, the the second brake job I've done in the last few weeks, I kind of, about halfway through, I wish I'd have just took it somewhere else. Uh Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. (laughs) Well, it was uh, my fiance's old car when she lived in Tennessee before she moved up here, where she moved right after 
right during a big snow when it snowed up there and mm. they had all the salt on the road where she parked that car and it's been sitting for a year and a half and she's like you know what my car needs brakes on i want to get that car get up and moving <laughs> i have never worked on so much rusted vehicle in my whole oh, life no. i still got i still got my 89 model silverado at the house that don't have half as much <laughs> rust on it as this 2012 car yeah <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but uh but then again, I agreed, said, yes, I'd do it for her, and right. so I did it. But it's done. It's done now. Okay. So it doesn't matter. But, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a mechanic by any means, but I just always, I love to fish or hunt, and, uh, you know, I like to do a lot of that when I'm off. I like to spend time with my family and friends. Right, and, yeah. You know, and, but I, it doesn't matter. Every day it's always something musically inclined is going to happen that day before it goes <laughs> on, whether I'm just riding or like I said, listening back to stuff that we've done or listening mm-hmm. to demos that people send me. I mean, people send me demos of the writers all the time and I love listening to them, you oh, know, I whether I, it works for me or I might know somebody else that works mm-hmm. for them. You know, it's a, uh, and, uh, but I love to hear anybody else, their creativity. I love any creative people. Love yeah. them. Love them. <laughs> so when you're hunting, what do you like to hunt? Well, I hunt anything, anything I can kill to bow. I'm, I'm a bow, oh, hunter bow hunter completely. Two, two years ago, I put my gun up and I said, I'm nothing but bow hunting. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I, I love the, the, the whitetail uh, deer hunt. That's what I love to do. Uh, I have never been elk hunting, but I want to go. So if anything, right. anybody out there want to swap a hunt, <laughs> I'll swap one with you. Because <laughs> we have plenty of turkeys and dove and deer at my house. So, oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> and I, I love to hunt anything. It doesn't matter. And I yeah. love to carry someone hunting. And, and video them or watch them hunt and guide them just as much right. as I do to kill something myself. You know, it, to me, it's uh, nothing better than taking somebody hunting for their first time, you know, whether you kill anything or not. It's just, uh, you know, introducing somebody to the outdoors that's never been as fortunate mm-hmm. as we were, you know, because, you know, we've had the farm to, our own farm to hunt on and fish on and everything on. And, you know, a lot of people have never had that privilege, you know. So, right. Yeah, my son's been wanting could, to take me it. hunting, and I just, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> you should go. Um, I'm going to tell you, there, there's nothing, no prettier place in the world than to be up, you know, in, you know, October, November, be up about 20 foot in the tree and watch the sun come up. Oh, wow. Yeah. And everything in, everything <laughs> in the woods comes to life. It's like it's so quiet yes. right before the sun comes up. And then as soon as it comes up, you hear the squirrels and the birds and everything else comes alive, and it's just like oh, wow. that's my sanctuary. That's yeah. where I find peace at, and, and uh, I think that's the thing I love about it more than I do, you know, hunting. Yeah, is just to be in the out, outdoors anyway. Well, see, and then I wouldn't be able to like shoot them after I saw them all waking up and being happy. Well, <laughs> well, I don't kill anything I don't eat. Okay, there, so. there you go. If, if, I, if I don't want to eat it, I ain't going to kill it. I can approve so, that. And, and I, you know, these, you know, people I've taken, I've taken kids and I've taken, you know, adults hunting and whatever, yeah. you know, and I'm like, okay. And I always, you know, have camera pictures and I'm like, okay, this is what we, this is buck you can kill. This is one you can't kill, you know, this right. and the other, you know. And I said, now, whatever we kill, if you don't eat it, I'm going to donate it to somebody that needs it. Yeah, you know, there you food. go. So, That's awesome. You know. And uh, I did that twice last year. I donated uh, a couple of deer to yeah. some needy families at home back where I live at. And, you know, it, I never let them go to waste. And I don't kill right. just to be killing. Good. You know, it's, yeah. uh, 
you know, there's nothing to me more prettier and, and than, you know, watching an animal walk across and you there, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of its, you know, bedroom watching it right. come up and get awake or walk around and yeah. eat. And it's just beautiful to me, you know. It's my piece of harmony, I guess you'd say. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Everybody has to have that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my fiance gets aggravated with me sometimes during deer season, but uh, it's just <laughs> sure what I love does. to do. It, it keeps me calm. <laughs> it there you calm. go. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That makes it worth it then, I'm sure. <laughs> but she likes to shop, though, so. Well, And yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my boyfriend doesn't either. He hates going shopping with me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just so different. I'm sure, I don't know if he's like me, but. You know, I was so used to just me and my son going shopping, and yeah. uh, you know, for years, and and we go to one store and we get all our shirts, underwear, socks, right. <laughs> shoes. We're out. We're out in an yeah, hour and a half. Max. It doesn't We're work done. that way. Both of us shopped out. We're good to go. No, five hours to pick out two yep. outfits. Negative. Yep. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's just no. how it is, Lance. <laughs> No, we can't it's help not, it. It's not in our DNA. <laughs> it's just not in our DNA. It's oh, just a... <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but you know, whatever makes you happy. Yeah, you there you go. Well, it has been so much fun talking with you today. It's been an honor to be on this on the show with you. Yeah, thank you so much, Lance. I've loved it. Been an honor. Love <laughs> to come back anytime you want me. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm definitely gonna have you back anytime. Anytime. Yeah, you'll have to come back once your album is released. It will, and then maybe I hope maybe I'll be uh, somewhere I can get uh, some good Wi-Fi connection where I can Skype it instead of talk on the phone. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. This has been another episode of the Road Show. Thanks again for joining me. I had a great time talking to Lance. Be sure and follow him on all of his social media and check out all of his music. Also, follow me on Twitter at Aaron underscore May. That's A-I-R-E-N underscore M-A-Y-E. And The Roadshow at Roadshow Pod. And now to end the show, let's listen to What's Been Coined, the South Georgia Redneck Anthem, Hold My Beer. You say I won't, but I will. I'll drink a moonshine straight from a steel. I tore off a leaf of backer smoking right there out in the field. I couldn't hunt without a light. Take off a run and ride into the night. I find the leanest, meanest, biggest, baddest boy and start picking a fight. So hold my beer and watch this as I cross another crazy thing on my Shot, cause her man's tougher than a concrete block. 
Rockin' in the parking lot So hold my 